0: Welcome to your Personal Branding Podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now,
1: here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Welcome to another edition of your Personal Branding Podcast podcast. In this particular edition, we look at content marketing and have my guest Dan Norris. Dan is a driven entrepreneur and an award winning content marketer. He's a co-founder of WPCurve.com, a worldwide team of WordPress developers, providing unlimited small fixes and support 24-7 for just $69 per month. It became profitable in just 23 days. And hit 23,000 a month in 12 months. This is just an amazing success story. Dan Norris, welcome to the Personal Branding Podcast Show.
0: Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
1: And it's, it's just a success within 23 days. You, uh, so you, you made it within 23 days of your startup. Tell, who is Dan Morris? Tell us a little bit more about you, Dan Morris, and how you got into, uh, WordPress development, uh, about six years. Your story.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, I, um, I, I left a pretty normal, typical corporate job to start a web design agency, and I, I ran that, when I say agency, I mean, I just started working for myself and trying to get Jobs doing websites. This is in 2006, I think. Um, and I just ran, the, followed the, the sort of the path that most people follow, which is get your first client, and then from there try to get your next client, and then try to grow that into a business without really having much success. Which is really what my story was. I kind of every time I got more clients, I would have to hire more staff, and I therefore wouldn't make any more money. Um, I wasn't really able to grow the business. I wasn't really able to streamline or systemize anything. I just had all of the problems that a typical small business owner has. Um, you know, not not able to grow, not able to really offer a great service, um, not able to differentiate from people, um, difficulty growing a team, just even just motivation, enjoying y- your work. Like I just had all of those sort of problems that a typical small business owner has, and I couldn't really solve them. And after six years, I decided to sell that business. I sold it for um, probably not much more than I'd put into it over the years, um, about long enough to give me a year's to work on something else. And I started working on an analytics app for, for 12 months. And again, I, I had a sort of mediocre success in that I sort of got a lot of people using the product, and I got a little bit of traction with my content, but I didn't get many paid customers for that product. And... Two weeks away from the end of the runway, I was out of money and I was losing about 1500 bucks a month. And I was starting to look up job sites to try and get a job. And then I launched WP Curve and that was 12 months ago. And um, that was the point when I just kind of finally it all clicked and I put something out that people really wanted. And from 12 months ago, needing to get a job losing fifteen hundred bucks a month. We've gone from there. I've now got a business partner. We've got sixteen staff and we've got three hundred three hundred and thirty customers I think. And um I think we're up to about twenty four or twenty five thousand dollars a month um after twelve months recurring.
1: Well wow. well this is inspiring, intriguing. Uh, you face the initial startup challenges of most companies and most individuals, especially quitting their job and uh, and venturing is something they think they are passionate about that they can solve the world's problems or meet the needs of others. And let's look at it. Twelve months ago, uh, 24 months ago, what did you do differently this time to make WPKerb X-Access? Because you did what the normal, usual folks do. How did you succeed with Cab? What did you do differently with this time with this company?
0: Well, there's probably a few things. I mean, for one... For one thing, because we offer something that's pretty unique, we have we do unlimited small fixes for $69 a month. And at the time, I don't think there was anyone else doing that. And it sort of became a bit of a talking point. It's very simple and easy for people to refer. Um, It's a service that's in a really big market. So, like, I didn't really need to go after a specific niche or anything. Like, I just kind of put it out there and all the people that wanted to support me could support me by either signing up or they could just refer us to someone else. And that's really... I think that like referability of our service and the like the good work we'd put in building up an email list and doing a lot of content previously, especially in that 12 months before kind of built up this goodwill and this trust with people. And, um, we, we built this, I guess this kind of a community that rallied behind us. And even if people didn't want to sign up as a customer or if it just wasn't suitable for them for whatever reason then we just got heaps of support. We've got heaps of mentions on podcasts and interviews and we've got press coverage and lots of referrals. We've got lots and lots of affiliates signing up. I think we've got more affiliates than customers and we haven't really done anything other than just put an affiliate page up in our footer. Um, and lots of tweets and mentions and um, just lots of support and backlinks and all that kind of stuff that happens you know, when people want to support you. And I think because our service is so referable and it's just had that little tweak on on the standard sort of offering that was out there um it became yeah it just became really easy for people to support us and to refer it and yeah so it was really just the i think the unlimited nature and just the 24 because we operate 24/7 as well which means it kind of just takes the guesswork out for people they just they know if they've got a wordpress problem they're going to have to fix it somehow um and I know with us, they only have to pay us $69 a month. They're not going to have to worry about the number of jobs. They're not going to have to worry about what time of day it is. They're not going to have to worry about if they trust us because they've known me for a couple of years on my blog or my email list. Um, so it just sort of just seemed to be the right offer at the right time. And that initial traction just turned into momentum that we've just kind of kept riding the whole, the whole way.
1: It's, I think it makes a lot of business and brand and success things of what the, the little things you did before your launch up. And because you've you've had experimented with your own personal blog and doing some few good works for others too, when you launch it this time it really helped. One of the things that you had mentioned in, in in area of brand and differentiation is you did something different from what existing I mean service providers of WordPress maybe are doing or even still want to do, that you offered unlimited small fixes that distinguish your service from others or so something people need to they are about a million um mean WordPress sites available. So, you able to differentiate unlimited small fixes for 24 hours, set you apart from other business or WordPress developers.
0: Yeah. So, I I think it's just the fact that ours was a little bit different. Um, but also it was differentiating in a way that is important to the customers because the the customers really just care about like how how quickly they can get something done, Mm. how much they trust that person, and how much it's going to cost them, and we took the, took the cost question out of the equation because it's $69 dollars is, is a price point that pretty much anyone can afford um, if they're running a business and um, th- then it just became about trust and and I guess responsiveness and how quickly we could get things done and how accessible we were and at the time running 24 7 was pretty much impossible because it was just me but gradually we built the team up and I met my co-founder who's over in the US. And we started building a team over there, and in the Philippines, and in other parts of the world to cover all the time zones, and um, yeah, that sort of responsiveness just ended up being a really big reason why the customers kept choosing us.
1: Oh, great business success! One, you offer small fixes, good referrals, uh, email list. You had built an email list. You keep mentioning trust. Good trust. When I was asking, in the, in the things that you keep mentioning, how do one business build trust over time and to leverage on the trust to be able to garner more referrals for the business? And thirdly, how can one build a successful email list in business for success?
0: Yeah, I, I think there's probably a lot of ways to do it. I think in our case, we, we've we sort of did it by being genuine and I think anyone who'd followed me before I started this business knew that because I've been doing a lot of content and putting out a lot of stuff like we we do a monthly report which goes through our income and our traffic and all the rest of it and I've been doing those since before I was making any money so I was losing money um, Mm -hmm. 18 months ago and I was still doing those reports and um, I think that kind of thing builds trust with people because they can sort of follow along with me they know who I am and what I'm doing Um, and then I think all the other little factors like we have lots of testimonials and when people refer you, it's it's just so much easier than when you're trying to sell yourself. We don't really sell our service at all. We just get referred by other people and people will listen to stuff on they trust. So all of that, all of those referrals and all of the press mentions like we've got on our site, we've been on um, Forbes and Inc.com and Alex has been on Fox TV talking about WP Curve. We've been covered in this like startup press and there's lots of. Lots of people have shared our content and promoted our service and that kind of stuff is all on our site for people to see as well as testimonials and I think all of that kind of helps towards making people realize that we're, we're kind of the real deal and we're not just some dodgy, dodgy <laughs> backyard developer.
1: I think that, that should be a, a good PR. Will be, I, I, I will really also believe in, in uh, business success should refer us because it gives you instant credibility and trust because if they if they love you, they trust you, they want to refer business to you. And I think that success-driven line principle has really helped you. One of the things I think that your personal brand has has helped you leverage your business success. Do you believe in that? Uh, do, you, do you buy into that? Because people knew their knowledge to be providing with monthly reports for free, providing content-solving problems for people. Now, in moving to uh, different business companies, driven, focus, uh, differentiated services, would people really love to do more business with him and refer him because he, he's, he's trustworthy over time and he's been providing value all these years?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was lucky enough to... Um, for that year before I started WP Curve, to really focus on the content. And I did, I think I probably did about 200 posts and I had a couple that went really well. Uh, I don't even know, but maybe like 40 podcasts and a bunch of videos and some infographics and lots of guest posts. And um, I think about 200, I think it was about 200 all up. And um, yeah, I mean, and, and plus I built my email list. So I think I went from, 1500 email subscribers to about 5000 when I launched WP Curve and we're, we're over 10,000 now a year later. Um, and I, I spend a lot of time on my email. Like I'll send out a weekly email and I always give out my email address on podcasts and, um, give people advice. Like if they ask us questions, I'll do that via email and I ask people to reply to the emails and I'll reply to every, read and reply to every single email I get. And I think if you do that for long enough and you're helping enough people, you just get a lot of people around you who kind of want to support you and, um, I did that, I've been, for the last two years I've been doing that like really consistently and spending a lot of time on that. And I think that's really helped our business.
1: I think you're thriving on the the business brand or business brand principles. Uh, Building trust is key in relationships and in business. Build trust, offering value way beforehand, then you can then uh, get them in to support whatever you are doing. You've been honest so far, one of the key principles... Principle, you mentioned that they can trust you, You're honest. You're not trying to uh, fake anything or present anything. Because it's a business, so they get results from the service you provide for them, and it's easy for anyone to, to, I mean, do business with your company and you refer yeah. uh, referrals from other businesses. Uh, to to your existing companies. How different is your referral systems? They, they come with a um, huge package that one can easily want to refer your business in addition to the quality service you provide.
0: We don't... I mean, we, we have an affiliate program that, that gives people, I think, $10 a month for the first 12 months. It's not like a particularly generous affiliate program, but we just sort of thought we might as well give people something for referring mm-hmm. us. But a lot of the people that refer us are just doing it because they get asked all the time about who they should use to fix their WordPress site and they know about us because they've read our content or they've seen us on a startup site or they know me or, or whatever, or they met Alex at a conference or something. Um, so I think just the fact that it's an easy service to refer, it's easy for people to talk about and to explain, and then um, also the fact that they probably get asked about it all the time, uh, th- those two things just make it, we don't really need to incentivize people that much to refer us um, we we just kind of offer what we offer and do as good a job as we can and get our current customers as happy as possible and so that you know so when people do refer us that they, they always hear later that we did a really good job and then the rest just kind of looks after itself
1: mm-hmm. and there are lots of uh, wordpress sites i mean existing in the world what are some of the common problems that most of these companies or sites overlook that cost them more in terms of revenues and business or what are some of the Since so you've the, been the system for all these what are some of the common or little WordPress problems that people tend to overlook and think, oh I can fix this myself. I think it's okay that you've been able to work with all this and your advice to companies or individuals.
0: Oh man there's lots of things. Um I think <laughs> just there's the basic security stuff about keeping everything upgraded and not installing dodgy plugins and dodgy themes. Um there's the hosting side of things where if you use a cheap host and you don't keep things upgraded and you're on a shared hosting environment, then your site can be slow and it can get hacked. Um, so, so we we always recommend. So for those first two things, we always just recommend keeping all plugins and WordPress upgraded. And we do that as part of the service, but people can just do that themselves if if they've got a you know pretty standard setup. And not using any free or not necessarily not using any free themes, but just be very careful using mm. free themes and plugins that they're from reputable sources. Um, we host with WP Engine and we're more than happy to spend the price, the hundred bucks a month or whatever it is to host there because it's much faster and, um, much more secure and reliable and feature rich than a shared host. Um, and then the rest is really content. It's, good. the rest is really content and branding and, um, people screw those things up to equal <laughs> equal amounts. Mm-hmm. Um, probably branding more than anything. Like people just don't understand design, and I mean just just naming and you know, pricing products, and coming up with using using fo- nice photographs, um, professional designs, and logos, and all that kind of stuff is just always done really poorly, and. Um, Separating yourself from the competition, you know, is sometimes just as simple as being prepared to pay a designer a reasonable amount of money to, you know, come up with a brand that looks strong compared to everyone else who's just got a theme and tried to customize it and doesn't look very good. Um, and that's, that's just really important. Content wise, I mean the biggest problem with content that I see is that it's just, it's just not good enough, like the quality of the content is 99% of the content I see is just really average, mediocre content that just isn't really good enough to stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot... I mean, you can you can look at a lot of specific things, like I know you did on your last episode, um, but it's, a lot of the time it, li- it literally is about doing something that is of a high standard and something that the world needs. And if you're putting out a lot of content that is different to what other people are doing and is something that people care about, then generally you're going to get a fair bit of traction. And if you're not, if you're just doing the same generic stuff, then the posts are probably going to go nowhere and you're not going to get a lot of success with your site.
1: Wow. I love this. And your branding tips. Now, let me put you on the spot now. I know you've been to my site, unless you haven't. (laughs) Tell me what you see right and what you see not so cool. Let's have that now.
0: Oh, okay. Well, do you want me to go there now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I think your site is really good. Um, And and this is what I mean. Like, I, I think you can generally tell just by the quality of the images. Like if you look at your site, you can see the the fonts are really nice, the logo is really nice and simple, the colours are all kind of consistent and not over the top, and the images over on the right-hand side are all really nice professional images. Um, you know, the the things are standardised, like the the featured images are the same width and you've taken the time to do feature images for each podcast with the text of the podcast episode on there and really nice looking graphics. Like, this kind of stuff people don't think about, but, um, it really makes a big difference because I can go to your site and see that everything is really legit and then you can just go to a normal, normal person's blog and just see that they've taken no time and they're just using stock photos and they're using a nice theme, but then they've customized it a little bit and that, you know, things are a di- different width or the font is a different size or something and it's, you can just tell straight away that it's not serious. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think, like, if, if everything was this kind of standard, there would be, no, there would be no problem. <laughs> but your, your side is definitely fine. There's probably a few little things I could, I could nitpick on. Um, but I think, I think overall it's pretty good.
1: Well, I think pick on one. I, I want, I want that to be on life. Pick on one, unless it's a security issue.
0: <laughs> well, I, I probably wouldn't be, I probably wouldn't use quick subscribe to receive. I probably wouldn't use the word subscribe. I'd probably be, more like being specific about what you're actually giving away. Um, because and, and plus, I think, I don't know, if, if you ran a heat map on this, I would wonder how many people actually click that text, click subscribe. Um, so I think when people see the word click and subscribe, they're probably likely to just click on that text and nothing's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And that heading doesn't really stand out. And I think, like you said, value $299, which is cool, but I kind of think, well, what exactly am I getting from doing that? Um, and then I'm not a huge fan of like the default mail, is this MailChimp or, yeah, the MailChimp forms. Mm. Um, we use like integrated forms on the site so that you can have a really nice heading that appeals to people and then be really specific about what they're going to get. And then when they subscribe, it happens right there on the site. It doesn't go off to another site and open in a new window and kind of, you know, like if I, if I click subscribe, the experience on your side is I click the subscribe button. I get a new tab that opens up with. A weird URL, no fav icon, a text that is red that says there are errors below because it, it didn't ask me for an email address or full name. Um, and then a subscribe to list, which is a different call to action color than the previous page. So th- this is like, it's, it's not a very good user experience for, for opting in. Um, but yeah, I mean, this stuff's really picky. Like I, I think overall your site's really good, but that's probably, I'd probably like integrate that a little <laughs> bit better if I was to pick anything.
1: <laughs> uh, thanks. Uh, thank you for that tip. I'll work on that. I'd probably
0: put less in the sidebar as well, like, I just, our site is really minimalist, it's probably over the top minimalist, there's absolutely nothing on the page, but um I would be really ruthless with what appears in your sidebar, because I think the more you put in there, the less people are to go where you want them to go. Um so I, so, I don't know, you'd have to think whether or not you want all of this stuff, but like, I wouldn't put all of the social sharing stuff in there, that slows the site down a fair bit as well. Um, I wouldn't put all the tags in because I don't really think people use them. Although you could probably test that with like a, um, you with like a, a clicktail or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, all the different ads. I'm I'm not big on like including loads of ads. I would prefer to just have one or two calls to action with your recent post, and I think that would probably keep people on the site longer. Um, but you could test all of that.
1: Great, great points here, bloggers and sites. Listening to this particular episode, you know what to really do and what to combat. And one of the things I've I've noticed, I think you you've also uh, changed your website a little bit over the year. Is when the breeze loads, it loads faster and it's very smooth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That,
1: that, that's yeah. Amazing. So the,
0: the one thing I was going to say about your the social stuff is, um, the the it affects the site speed a lot. So if you've got like it follow me on twitter and you've got a like me on youtube and a follow me on google plus and a like me on facebook and ads that come in from an external service and comments that come in from an external service all of that kind of stuff really adds to the load time um and so on our site we've been really ruthless about goes what goes on there and we were able to get the load time down to under half a second um, um and it's it's i mean it's just a question of prioritizing what's important but site speed is important from a point of view of like not losing people, but also just conversions and SEO and all of that. Um, so the, a lot of the work we do is to do with like reviewing people's sites and um, looking at their site speed. On, on your site, for example, you, you're lo- I'm doing a Pingdom speed test, and it's mm-hmm. saying load time just under five seconds, page size 3.3 meg. And if you were to do that on ours, you'd see that your site is about 10 times the size and the, the slowness that our site is. Um, not that it's particularly bad, 4.9 seconds is not particularly bad, or 3.3 meg is not like that bad, but um, it's just another thing to focus on. If you can make it faster, you'll get more conversions, you get probably a little bit better SEO, a bit more brand credibility, um, and so you just need to think about what, what you don't need in there and um, how to optimize it a bit.
1: And then, this is almost like a free then <laughs> for me right on my site. I appreciate that, that piece and that bit for website. So with this said, a, a lot of uh, listeners or WordPress sites or business owners need to know that there's a lot more be- that goes beyond just having a content. Even as much as most people don't have even very good or worthy content, it goes beyond content. Look at design, look at speed of service and what you're offering to the world. These are all apps up to you, what you are providing for your audience.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty complicated. Like we have We have a sequence that we send out to customers, which is one email a week, and they get that sequence for a whole year. So that has 52 different tips for different things we can help them with. And, I mean, there's so many things that are outside of the scope that we do. Like, we don't do any design. So all the stuff we've talked about, branding and design, like we can only really – like our developers can get in there and sort of touch things up and fix things up, but we can't design a new site. So, I mean, there's just – and, and we don't really do SEO, like we do the basic on-page SEO, like installing and configuring Yoast SEO and stuff like that, but we don't do any kind of backlink or any type of content. There's, I mean, there's just so much stuff you can do. There's probably, there's, there's 50 tips in our sequence that a developer can do and you could probably just do another 50 for content and another 50 for SEO and another 50 for design. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a complicated thing, but I, I think the fundamentals are build a brand that looks respectable, um, and put out really good content that people care about, and, and that that I think that's puts you well ahead of everyone else or most other people and um, it, at, at least gives you things to focus on that aren't like the really detailed things like the little things we're talking about with your site with the headings and stuff is is the stuff people obsess over, but they tend to obsess over that before dealing with the fundamental things, which is like do I have a good brand, and Am I actually producing useful stuff for people. And that's, that kind of stuff needs to get dealt with first before you get into all the nitpick, nitpicky optimization things.
1: Mm. Look, look, looking at how to build a quality trusted brand, then you can work on the other, the, the, the other features because a lot of things that one needs to tweak or work on over time on the site or has developed, but our focus is to be like, do I have a trusted brand? Do I have a credible brand based on what the what the things I'm providing or you know, serving the, my niche or my community?
0: Yeah, I think part of the problem is people don't really talk about that a lot because it's—I um, don't really know why. Maybe because it's—it's it's sort of hard to put into numbers and graphs and things. But like, if you look at all the content that's popular, it's all sort of to do with optimizing things and you know what split test got the best results mm-hmm. and all of this kind of stuff. But um, it's like the fundamental stuff kind of gets skipped over. So I, I mean, I guess that's why why you deal with that kind of stuff on your podcast. And um, I think it's—it's it's, it's just a good reminder for people that you can sort of Get your head out of the weeds a little bit with the optimization side and, and just make sure you got all the fundamental stuff right first. And sometimes it might mean spending a bit of money or, um, you know, admitting that you're not right <laughs> because <laughs> you just can't possibly be an expert in all of these things. So you need to kind of just put yourself out there and admit that you're not right. I mean, a lot of the times also is choosing the right people to get advice from because I think, you know, a lot of people are just getting advice from people who are selling them something and, a lot of the times, that advice is not really what they need, or like they're asking the wrong questions. And um, th- so, I think I think I think that's like I don't, I don't really know how to fix that, but I think it's worth thinking about if if like looking at where you're getting your advice from and whether or not that person is like a few steps ahead of you, or whether they're like twenty steps ahead of you, and therefore their advice is just so far detached from what you need right now. It might be worth you kind of looking elsewhere.
1: Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I think also with these things is sometimes people think they can do all by themselves. Okay, so they won't do everything on their own. And I think the second issue or the challenge is they've not paid much attention to that aspect of their business building. So mm um, I don't, I don't think this is really bank. They stick to what they know and what they think they can kind of offer. But not rather leverage, you know, business expertise from others to build their business and their brand. I think if, if critical care is taking in that direction, it's going to help.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I understand too because I think a lot of people are like if they're starting out, they they just don't have a lot of money, and or maybe they have spent money before and just got ripped off and got the wrong advice, and <laughs> you know, which is which is even worse. Um So it's really hard. I mean, it's it's just. There's not really any easy answers because everyone thinks they're an expert, and it's kind of hard to know who to listen to. But um, yeah, I think I think you do have to do a certain amount of stuff yourself. But design is just one in particular that it's just no one is good at design unless you're a really really good designer. And I mean, even like a local web agency, like I, I know a lot of local web agencies, and I see the work they do, and it's really just not that good. Um, and I probably sound <laughs> probably sound bad saying that, but. um it's just really really hard to get good designers to do work you know for a price that a small business can afford to pay or a solo business entrepreneur can afford to pay so designers is a really tough one um but i guess i guess my only recommendation there would be a recognize that you're probably not a designer and whatever design decisions you or your facebook friends are making they're probably not very good ones um and b that people will notice whether or not your design is good and um i guess if you know if you're really on a budget then the probably the most practical advice i can give is to get a professional theme and don't change it much at all i mean you can if you're going to replace photos make sure the photos are really good that you put in if you're going to replace the text make sure it's the same sort of length and just try not to mess with the theme too much and sometimes that means compromising on the copy and you know, maybe it'll look a little bit more generic than, than you would like and that's just kind of part of it. I think it's really hard to take a really nice theme and customise it yourself without a designer and not screw it up and so I think that's probably one really low-budget practical way to do it. The other is to just find a really good designer and just really take their advice and not try to be too overbearing on that process because um, designers tend to be... Really good designers just... They do things for a reason. They didn't just kind of put your logo and your page layout in that way because they felt like it. They they probably did it for a reason, and you messing it and changing it all around um, is probably not going to be a good design decision.
1: <laughs> now, as as we, as we we run up, we want to look at if you can give us your last tips on uh, business success and how one can, I mean, get your services.
0: Well, I mean, the last tip I, I think um I'm just about to release a book called The 7-Day Startup, which is a free book, and it'll be up on our blog, Um, and it's really about um, not making assumptions and, you know, looking at what customers are doing, where they're spending their money to make your decisions rather than what a lot of business owners do is they just kind of debate things over and over and again, and to the point where they're just so far detached from what their customers want or need, it's just a total waste of time. And by the time they implement whatever they decided on, the, the, the ship sailed. Um, and so The Seven Day Startup is a book that will hopefully get people to where they need to be before they make decisions, which is they need to be launched and they need to have a PayPal button on their site that enables people to give them money. And then they need to be making decisions based on that rather than all of the assumptions and the kind of permission-seeking that they're doing before that. Um, so hopefully that's useful for people. That'll be up on our blog, wpcurve.com forward slash blog, with the rest of our content, um, and it should be out in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And just the service, yeah. I mean, if people have WordPress support issues, they want ongoing support, and they think $69 is a reasonable amount to pay for unlimited small jobs and support, then they can check out wpcurve.com and, um, yeah, sign up. And if you've got any questions, just email me, dan, at wpcurve.com.
1: Craig Dan, Dan, co-founder of wpcurve.com, they are doing extraordinary work on WordPress services. Providing, they have clients like Chris Ducker. And Dan, you've shared very insightful information here generally on 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 wordpress on business on brands and even review myself right on the show for me that is so <laughs> so important and grateful to you why are you doing a free book seven-day that why why a free book in this particular age with all the brand uh, that you have in the emailing list and how you could make some bucks from this book why a free, free book any specific brand or business reason for this
0: well, because we don't, i mean really we we don 't want to get distracted with anything that involves making money that 's not w p curve because we 've really got our hands full with w p curve like last month um, I think we had fifty seven new people sign up last month, which is oh. just about two people a day and that's net that 's a net sign up so that 's after people you know after anyone left mm. um, and I think we went from maybe 13 staff to 16 staff or maybe even more than that, maybe like 10 staff to 16 staff. So we're just we're just like crazy busy with WP Curve and we don't want to do anything that's going to distract us from that. But at the same time, I'd written this book and it was just kind of sitting there and I'd sent it off to the editor and they'd been working on it for a couple of months to get it all right. And we just don't want to spend a lot of time marketing it, but I do want to put it out there because I think it's good information and it's part of our content marketing strategy, I guess, to just put information out there for free and get our name out there. So, um, yeah, it make, made sense to me to, to put it out for free and hopefully help some people and, and get our name out there a bit as well.
1: Oh, this is great. I like you being focused on your business and things that are going to distract you from your core Purpose, you just let that go. And this is great focus on doing business and brands. You know your your core value and your core customers and what you really provide for them. So any other thing, do it might bring some little income, but no, your focus, no, your core service that will help your clients. This is super and great. I wish you success with that and other businesses your way through this book.
0: Yeah, thank you. That's that's good. Thanks for having me. It's been fun.
1: Yeah, it's a pleasure. I treasure.
0: <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon
1: and at this time i want to recommend my two latest books on amazon that is the no nonsense guide to personal branding for career success and also get a copy of the book if you want to become an author or you're writing a book or need some guidelines in publishing get a book why every entrepreneur must write a book get a copy on amazon today the best is yours